Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. I'd like to welcome you to the Football's Family Podcast, and I've enjoyed uh, experiencing a lot of different things about fans and and people from other other parts of this country, but I've never had somebody come on from Philly. They it's just something about a Philadelphia Eagles fan that just just I just love listening to. Very passionate fan base, and he's going to introduce himself in just a second. And why he likes the Philadelphia Eagles, why they're his part of his fandom and, and you know, the Philly scene all together. Uh, but before we go into his interview, I want to kind of give a little back breakdown of the Philadelphia Eagles, give you a little bit of history. <clears throat> Not a lot, because there's a lot of history involved with Philly. Philly was founded in 1933. It was founded by by Burt Bell was one of the, the founders when he and his and, and some other people paid $2,500. Now imagine buying an NFL team today for $2,500. Okay. He paid $2,500 to the NFL at the time or, the, or for, for the assets of a failed team, the Franklin Yellow Jackets. Now, if you ever watch the Philly, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles play in football wearing throwback jerseys and you see the blue and the yellow jersey, that's where it comes from. Okay. So the, that, my personal opinion, one of the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen in my life. But I respect the history. All right, I, I do. But they founded, they were founded in 1933. The Eagle was taken from Franklin Roosevelt's uh, National Recovery Act, uh, the Blue Eagle, that was a symbol of the National Recovery Act. <clears throat> Burt Bell took it and made it the Eagles, made the Eagles the symbol of the team. So, and, and if you think about it, Philadelphia being the birth of the nation, the birthplace of the nation where Independence Hall is and all that history, you you think about how much of American history is based upon the city of Philadelphia. It's only, only natural for them to have the Eagles as their uh, symbol. And that that's just, that's awesome to me. That's awesome to me. They played since 1933, they have played in the Super Bowl three times, winning one. They probably should have been in the Super Bowl a lot more than that, but they've won one since 2018. They have won three NFC championships or NFL championships in addition to that one Super Bowl in the 50s with Chuck Benerick and people like that. The, the Eagles, according to the Pro Football Focus, their website, the Eagles have played 90 seasons with a record of 599 wins, 627 losses, and 27 ties. Their playoff record is pretty pretty good, 23 and 24. That's pretty solid. Uh, their winningest coach is Indy Reid with 130 wins, 93 losses, and one tie. Their top passer is Donovan McNabb, one of my personal favorites, with 32,873 yards and 216 touchdowns. They're running back. Their top rusher is LaShawn Shady McCoy, which, again, is one of my favorite running backs. 6,792 yards and 44 touchdowns. And their receiver, top receiver, 
is Harold Carmichael with 589 receptions for 8,978 yards and 79 touchdowns. All in all, the Eagles have 11 people in the Pro Football Hall of Fame who have either played for their team for, for a moment or have retired as an Eagle. So this is a pretty, pretty good team. So when you're going to hear from Joe in just a second, he's going to tell why he likes the Eagles. And again, I'm, I'm going to open him up and ask him questions about his fandom like I do with anybody else. If you would like to be part of this, uh, you know, this podcast, just message me at Jeremy underscore McFarland on Twitter or follow the Football's Family podcast on Facebook. Uh, I want to hear from you. This is your show. I'm just here. Let me know what you think. Let me know why you like the team that you do. Um, you know, poke fun at my Titans. Please, please do so. We're going to have fun with this. This is, this is what it's all about. Now, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this, uh, this awesome guest that we have on. I'd like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Football's Family Podcast. And, and this, this week, we're going to the NFC East. I don't think we've had anybody on that is the, a fan of this team. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, my name is Joe Bucci. Um, actually, been an Eagles fan since, oh, God, 89, 90. Um, actually grew up in New York State. Oh, how'd that work? <laughs> well, my mom, my mom's side's from upstate New York. Um, and then she met my stepfather and uh, his family is actually from Philadelphia. So I guess I can uh, give him the credit for, uh, for, for being a Philadelphia fan. Um, but yeah, I've been in the Philly area since 89, 90 and pretty much, you know, since day one of being here or in this area. Uh, I've you know fallen in love with the the whole Philadelphia sports scene. Is it a? I, I've never been to Philly. Um, I would love to go one day, but is it kind of an ingrained in you that if you're in this area, you are? Well, I remember at Kelly Green, but you're you're an Eagles fan, you're a Phillies fan, you're Seventy Sixers fan, you're a Flyers fan. Yes, pretty pretty much. I mean, there, I guess there's there's different levels um of of fandom depending on the sport i mean this town is by far a football town um okay. Okay. you know they the eagles are 16 and 0 or 0 and 16 the stadium's going to be sold out you know people are still going to show up for games they're still going to talk about the eagles on the radio every single day like they do now um but it's it's just it's a passionate fan base, and they really get behind all of their teams, but especially the football team. Now, if you were to say what is the second sport in your city, what would it be? Um, well, I mean, now it would probably be the Sixers, just based on you know their their turnaround over the last. Um, in four or five, six years, they, um, you know, they've been a playoff team. They've, they've made some good playoff runs and they have a, a really good team in place. Um, so I, now, right now I'd probably have to say the Sixers, um, 
I mean, the Phillies, yes and no. You know, they're they're kind of a, an average team, but you know, they they have a big following as well. And and the hockey team, you know, ra- rounded it out. They they've got a loyal fan base and a good fan base, but they really haven't been other than 2020. They really haven't been relevant. You know, they're they're not they're not a playoff team. They're not the, on the edge of a playoff team. They've actually had a very a very pretty terrible year this year. So, um, but like I said, everybody still goes to games. They still talk about them on the radio. Everybody's still wearing their their sports attire. I I myself, you know, most days uh, I come home from work and I put on something sports related to Philadelphia. That's just, that's just how we do it around here. Now, you, um, you, you're talking about the fan base. I was thinking about your 89, 90 uh, football fan base. That would have been Randall Cunningham, Reggie White. Uh, that would have been that time frame, wouldn't it have been? That's correct. Um, Clyde Simmons, Seth Joyner, Jerome Brown, Eric Allen, Andre Waters. Like, you know, there was the mean green defense that Buddy Ryan, that was, you know, they were blue, you know, a blue collar team, like, like the city, like they really embraced that defense. They really embraced that team and, and Randall as well, you know, those teams probably would have won the Super Bowl or or been closer to the Super Bowl if the offense had matched that defense. Now, would uh, Joe? What year was it that Randall Cunningham went down with the ACL tear? I, I, I remember seeing the play. I can't remember the year, but if I remember correctly, it was that year that they were picked to to go to the Super Bowl. They were, and you know that that year actually slips my mind. I think it might have been ninety two or ninety three. It was around um, that time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll never forget that because it was the first game, and it was Bryce Pop, Bryce Pop, linebacker from Green Bay, came and and hit him low, and then that was it. I mean, you know, all, really, all of our hopes and dreams of that that uh, winning season, a, a playoff berth and, you know, a possible Super Bowl run kind of went up in smoke. Randall had such, he was uh, ahead of his time. Randall, Randall Cunningham's play could have carried over into now, but he was ahead of his time. Uh, a mobile quarterback who could throw the ball the way he could just, just wasn't heard of. He was amazing. He was. He was, you know, that that dual threat ability, um, but he, you know, hit a, hit a cannon. He had escapability. You know, he could extend plays. He was big. He was a big guy, um, hard to bring down. You know, could get you could could scramble and and feel pressure and get away from it. Um, but you know that, like I was saying earlier, their their offense just wasn't on the same level as, as, you know, what their defense, they're that ferocious, tenacious, like, um, that defense was just ravenous. Um, so I think, I think that's why they, they just, they couldn't get over the top, but that year that Randall got hurt really, really, uh, that was a tough year. I'm going to play a a word association game with you. Sure. Okay. You ready? Okay. First, the first, 
thing that pops. Keep in mind, we're a family show. Okay? <laughs> no worries. No we're, worries. We're a family show. I got because you. Because I'm, I'm, I'm baiting you with this. I'm baiting you with this. <laughs> okay. The first thing that pops up in your head, okay? All right. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that, see what I'm uh, telling you? I'm baiting you with this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. You know, when I moved to the Philly, to Philly, and 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 the suburbs, I learned quickly about that rivalry. Um, you know, the 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 Jimmy Johnson days and the Barry Switzer days. You know, even there at the end of of, of Tom Landry, um, it was just, you know, one of those rivalries. It was like, for if you live in Philly and you're and you're familiar with with that scene, or if you've heard stories, it's like you know Red Sox Yankees of of the NFL. You know, it's it's just it was just ingrained in me when I moved here from my friends. You know, people I would go to go to the stadiums with, um, and and those games. It was just that he, you know, that rivalry is for us. Is is you know, there is there is no comparison. You know, we we were taught as fans to, that was you know your your bitter bitter rivalry, and you know. You wanted to do whatever whatever it took to to beat the, beat them, whether you had a good team, an average team, or a bad team. All right, the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants, you know, they weren't going with this, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we we hate everybody. As, I mean, especially in the NFC East, but I guess. Of the of the rest of the teams in the division, it's it's Dallas and then the Giants. Obviously, we hate the Giants too. Um, you know, New York, and you know, we're like the 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 stepbrother or the brother, and the, that's the dad. You know, when when you're talking about New York teams, so you're always looking up to New York, whether they're whether they're good or good or bad, it doesn't matter. Um, but for me, it'll always be there'll always be a hatred for for the Cowboys. That's just. You're down it's like the road a, from the Washington Commanders, aren't you? What's that? Yeah, you're we're, down the road. Yeah, it's about three hours. Well, that's a pretty close rivalry, too, isn't it? Considering location-wise, or is it just? It is. It is, but you know, I guess you know that's a rivalry too, but it's not as not as intense, and I think it has a lot to do with. You know, Washington compared to the rest of the division hasn't been consistently as good as those other teams. Now, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I knew this. I, I should have known. <laughs> no, no. It, in case you haven't heard this one, that this uh, the Philly group, uh, Philly fans booed Santa one time. No, but you mentioned the stadiums. Um, the link is. A beautiful stadium, but it's not Veteran Stadium. Do you have some fond memories of Veteran Stadium? Oh yeah, you know, uh, cracks, cracks in the frame, and cracks in the upper level, and you know, varmints running around, and 
drunk and crazy fans. I think, you know, that stadium was the only stadium in the league to have a, a sitting judge on the premises, you know, because there was so much riffraff and so many, so many fist fights and, you know, people throwing stuff and just people getting out of control um, at, at that stadium. It was, it was intimidating, you know, it was one of the most intimidating stadiums. Um, I think in any sport in history, w- one of them, um, just because of, you know, I, the way it was built, the way, you know, some of the, some of the fans would, would, uh, would go a little bit overboard. Um, and then, you know, toward the end of its tenure there, it was really kind of a dump. Um, you know, the turf, the turf was, was in horrible shape. And Wendell Davis blew out both of his knees on that field. So, you know, and I think there was a, one game or two games where they either had to postpone them or cancel them because the turf was so bad. That the Baltimore Ravens one where they have a, a picture of Brian Billick out there with yeah his, Brian with Billick him. and Andy Reid saying yeah, yeah. this yeah. isn't gonna work. Yep, I, I have I, I the, the my first memories of of the Eagles obviously is with Reggie White. Um, but I remember Tecmo Bowl Super Bowl and quarterback, the Eagles quarterback, uh, Randall Cunningham didn't give his license for his name. And I remember just how good he was. And and funny thing is, I had him as my starting quarterback for my Madden 22 team. And man, just great player. But I, I, I have some memories of some great uh, December games uh, for the Eagles. What is What is one game that you remember? that you just cherished that said, I was there or I watched this. And it's just, you have good memories of. Oh, wow. Um, but there's at least, there's, there's at least two that I can think of. Okay. Uh, T.O.'s return to Philly after they let him go. He kind of talked his way out of here. You know, he wanted more money. You know, T.O. couldn't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> we all knew that. But, um, the T.O. game back to Philly when Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback. Um, you know, we we build up a big lead in that game. Uh, the Cowboys chipped away, you know, and then you have the whole the whole tailgating. Like, t- the tailgating spectacle to the Eagles game is something that you have to really see for yourself. There's so many people that will go, you know, six, eight, ten hours before the game and just drink and party before they even get to the game. Some of them don't even are so inebriated. They don't even actually get into the game. It's such a, it's such a big, you know, a big spectacle. Um, But getting back to the game, you know, the Cowboys started chipping away. Um, I think Aaron Glenn had a long touchdown in that game. if If my mind serves me right. And they had a chance to tie the game late. I think it was like 38-31, and they were going in for the tying score. And lo and behold, the Statue of Liberty, Drew Bledsoe, threw an interception in the in the end zone that was intended for Jason Witten, and Lito Shepard ran it back for a touchdown to, to seal it. So that was one. And then there was one um, when Romo was the quarterback, you know, we needed like two or three other teams to win. And then we had to win to actually get into the playoffs. So we're listening to all this stuff. 
as we're walking into the stadium, the Raiders had to beat Tampa Bay. I do remember that. Michael Bush broke off like a, a really long touchdown run against the Buccaneers. So the Raiders upset Tampa Bay. I think Houston had beaten the Bears. And then we, but we had to win or it didn't matter. And we went in that game. You know, everybody was like on edge. It was like a nerve wracking environment, but they played like they played lights out. They had fumble returns for touchdowns. You know, the offense was flowing. Everything was fantastic. Fantastic. We wound up blowing them out 44 to six. So uh, just on that, those, those two games were, you know, it's, it's kind of pricey to go to go to a game. So, I mean, I try to go uh, as much as I can. And then with, you know, the whole COVID thing going on, we kind of scaled back from, from going out too much, but I try to go to at least one game a year, but it's, it's, it's a, a pretty, sometimes can be a pretty penny to go to a game because they're so hard to come by, you know, and they, you go online to try to find them online um, on the, some of the websites and they're just, so outrageously priced it's how close are you to the stadium uh about an hour it's not too bad of a drive though a little bit less no not bad at all no that, that would be um i bet you parking though is a pretty penny it's forty dollars for a regular car and it's eighty dollars for any big van or like Bus, Winnebago, anything like that. Well, if you have that big of a, you could probably have everybody pitch in for that. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. hey, you got to pay for parking. To go. Yeah. Uh, if you know somebody that has that, that's the way to go. Or you, you meet up there for drinks and food to tailgate. Now, now you're, you're not going to see this on the podcast, obviously. I try to make it visual as best I can, but Joe has some stuff in the back and back behind him on his wall. And I'm interested, kind of walk me through what you got back there, if you would. Sure. Um, can I get up and move around? Well, you got the phone. You, hey, this is your this is your show. This is I'm just here. All right. Well, right here I've got Brian Dawkins. And now, is there a way that you can get closer to the to the microphone? Sure. There we go. Thank you. Sure. I've got the Brian Dawkins uh, signed jersey. Now, my father-in-law actually won that at a raffle. Officially okay. signed by Brian Dawkins. That's awesome. Now, I want to say this. Uh, I like their colors now, but the old school Kelly Green is just better. Oh, for it's sure. I, you know, I've. it's something that's in the works. Uh, it's on the table, but, you know, I, I, you got to get the league approval and, you know, the whole other other helmet and all that. So it's uh, it's something they're working on, but you never know when it's going to happen. So. No, uh, no but, but I respect I res that Brian Dawkins. Oh, that guy! It was amazing defensive back, just an amazing play. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's he's Philadelphia sports in a nutshell. You know, he's I, I met him in person. The nicest guy in the world, most down to earth, and you know, he'd give the shirt off your back. I, I, I wouldn't. Back. I wouldn't want to be hit by him though. That's the thing. no, 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 no. But you know, he's he's a humble guy. He's a personable guy, but when he, you know, you've seen him, when he goes on the field, he's, he's like possessed. Now I'm looking at that particular one that says freaking paradise. That hurts oh, me. Yeah. 
that hurts me. When when Javon Curse left my Titans, it hurt. Yeah. Can you see it? Yeah, I could see it. Um, that was one of the things. He was my favorite, one of my favorite Titans when he left. I, I just I know he left for money and for for that. I get it and I respect that, but it still hurt. Sure, sure. I mean, my cousin is uh he moved down down south for a job. So he's in Nashville and he's he's a diehard Titan fan as well. So he was he was a little ticked when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I was glad he came back, John. I'm glad you came back. Now I like yeah. that Philadelphia Eagles right there, uh, right in the middle. Is that yes. the is that the link? It is. It is. My wife found that for me. Well, that's a neat, uh, neat picture. It has Philadelphia Eagles, and behind it, it has a picture of the side, the a sideline perspective of the of the of the stadium. Yes. Now, if I were to say, what is your favorite item you have up on your wall? What would it be? <sighs> Other than the Brian uh, Dawkins. Of Brian Dawkins? Oh, no, uh, other than that Brian Dawkins Other jersey. than Brian, let's see. Let's walk over here. Probably, oh, man. any. I got a bunch, of, well, not a bunch, but a decent amount of photos from the Super Bowl, what like from the, the newspapers. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear okay. you. Okay. The, the newspaper clippings and when they won. I've got Doug with uh, – Nick Foles, one for the ages, beyond or beautiful when uh, uh, Brian uh, Brandon Graham had that strip sack on yeah. uh, on Brady to seal the game, and then I've got Zach Ertz, who's an all timer, had a huge game for us in the Super Bowl. Anything Super Bowl related, like you know, I I just look at this stuff then talk about it, and the back you know the hair on my neck stands up because it was such a you know, it was such a big day for us. It was, uh, it was, you, you know, you got a, was, you got a man cave downstairs. Is it because you claimed it or is it because you were sent down there and said, this is your spot? <laughs> no, no, I actually lucked out and, uh, and had, had say on this. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually lucked out and had say on this and Jason Kelsey, um, the, the famous speech up at the podium wearing the mummers which is a big thing here in Philly for um, the New Year's Day. They have a New Year's Day parade and they'll dress up in costumes. Um, so he wore, he was a mummer for the day. That's a nice you know, poster that, though. The champion poster to your left. Who's it got on there? It's got, uh, I see. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. Now, by the way, um, I remember when he was drafted by the bears and I thought he would do great with them, but I think he did all right with your Eagles. He did. He was, he was, he was great that year. Um, you know, the numbers weren't indicative to how clutch he was during that year. And the thing about it, and you, you might know this and some people might not, he actually had a torn rotator cuff before the season even started um, and played the entire season with a torn rotator cuff. Gracious. So tough guy showed up on the field and you know, he was a huge part of that of that Super Bowl run. Do you see a lot of people around town still sporting the Super Bowl merchandise? Oh, most most people that wear well, not most, but there there's a there's a, a good percentage, a high percentage of people that have, you know, the Super Bowl hat or the Super Bowl hoodie 
or like I, I myself have, I have a Super Bowl uh, Wentz jersey. I have, even though he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but he, you know, he was a he was a big reason that we won. We're 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 in a position to win. I have a Nick Foles Super Bowl jersey that has the Super Bowl patch on it. Okay. I have a hat, and I have, I don't know, three or four shirts. So it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a big thing because. You know, when when you you're that bought in as a fan, and and you finally get over the top, and you don't know if it's going to happen again, you want to you want to buy that stuff up. Oh, I don't blame you. Can you still find it up there? Can you still find hats and shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, in the stores, uh, online, which is where I probably do most of my shopping now, but. Um, Oh yeah, the stuff is def- definitely still available. Now, I've got two two more questions for you. Sure, and, and I do appreciate your time. So this will take you take you some time to think about. All right. All right. Ricky Williams or Donovan McNabb? Who would I that take? One? Yeah, who would uh, you take? Now, if you don't know the story behind this, and I can't remember the exact year this happened, but Ricky Williams was a Heisman Trophy guy came from the University of Texas. Right. Uh, he Philly fans wanted Ricky Williams. They yep. got Donovan McNabb and booed this poor man and his mother when they were standing. He had his <laughs> dream fulfilled and they booed him. I think history has proven that Donovan was the pick that they should have gotten. But history and fandom are two different things. If you were the GM of the Eagles, would you have gone Donovan McNabb or Ricky Williams? If I were the GM, not not, not knowing how things turned out, correct? No, you you are you are in the moment, and we know you can't build a team around a running back most of the time. You can't. Now there's some that you can, right? But you don't know what's going to happen, and you got that choice. You know, looking at it, and I have to say, too, when I was in New York, you know, there was the Giants and the Bills and the Jets. I did like the Giants. I did like the Bills. Um, But I was a big Syracuse college fan. Syracuse, in proximity to where I grew up, was less than an hour. So Syracuse was a huge huge draw they were almost like a pro team because they were so close you know the giants and the jets were so far away you know five hours away the bills were three hours away so syracuse was big so my history would probably draw me to donovan just based on that um and and what they had to give up to get ricky williams they basically gave up their whole draft ricky a good running back he was but not for them (laughs) <laughs> he did a little bit better with the uh, with the Dolphins, but right. I'm with you. I don't see that a person now. There might be a once in a lifetime athlete that's worth a couple draft picks, but what I think seven or eight picks. Yeah, their whole their whole draft, and you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to build. Maybe ten times out of ten, you're going to build your team around the quarterback as opposed to the running back, because. 
you know, he's the commander, he's the general of, of the offense. And, you know, that affects the defense. The whole, it, affect, it can affect the whole game, really. Um, so I, I, I would have taken, I would have taken Donovan over, over, uh, Ricky Williams as well. Um, just because of, you know, when he came, when, when he was playing at Syracuse and when he came out, he was, he was the guy, you know, he was, um, you know, hot commodity. He, he mowed through those, those college years with, uh, with Marvin Harrison and, you know, Dwight Freeney on that team, they were, you know, one of the best and beating the big, the big time, big East football teams, my, the Miamis of the world, the Virginia techs of the world. He was the guy. Um, so looking at it like that, I, I would definitely, uh, definitely done what they did. That being said, I'm throwing this out here. If you had a Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia Eagles, past or present, and you get four, mm. that many right there, who would you want up there? And this is just yours, Joe. This is not, you know, what other people think. This is yours. What would you? Who would you put up there? Uh, four. Obviously, Dawkins has to be on the list. Um. Dawkins, Reggie White, um, you know, and just like from my time as well, I know there were some, 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 you know, Hall of Famers before I really got into the Eagles and started watching them. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, I, I'd probably have to put Donovan on the Donovan on there just based on how competitive they were. How, how many years in a row did they go to the NFC Championship? Was it four? Four. Four. And they made the playoffs, I think, 10 of the years that he was their quarterback. They have done that with Ricky Williams. Probably <laughs> not. No. Probably not. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, he, you know, with the whole Donovan thing, he was he was really good and he was great in the regular season. But he he came up short, you know. He came up short in the playoffs, and he came up he came up short in the Super Bowl. But nobody's come anywhere close to what he did in in his time as an as an Eagle. You know, he was every year you knew you had a shot. Every year you you knew that he had a, they had a shot to at least get to the playoffs or make a, a deep playoff run, or you know. Being being the conversation, so um, Donovan, Reggie White, Brian Dawkins, um, gosh, four, four is tough for me. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let you throw in a, an honorable mention. Okay, you know, right? You know, looking at especially looking at the team now. A guy like Jason Kelsey, you know, offensive linemen don't always get the kudos that they deserve, but I probably would have to put him on the list just because of how he 
embodies Philadelphia, embodies the team. And it's always, it's always about the team. And he always puts the team first. He's, he, he embraces the Philly scene. He embraces the Philly fan. He's like, you know, he's like an all timer for a, a Philadelphia fan just because of how he, he gets it. Like he understands us. He understands that, you know, okay. Yeah. Maybe I broke my finger during the game, but you know what? I'm going to tough it out. We're going to win this game. He leaves, he leaves it all on the field and, you know, he's always quick with an interview. He never, he never blows off the media. He never blows off a fan. You know, he's walking around at the parade when they won the Super Bowl, and he's drinking beers with just people on the street. He's like, he's one of us. So I'd probably put Kelsey on the list. Some people may not, but I love Jason Kelsey. And oh, he's, this, is, this, he's, is, this is your Mount Rushmore. That's right. Um, and then my honorable mention, Oh geez. Uh hmm. Would you put Andy Reid or Buddy Ryan? Which one would you put in that? Oh, it would have to be Andy. It would have to be Andy. You know, temperament-wise and the way he, you know, he drove his team, probably Buddy, but it comes down to wins and success and consistently um, being a winner. It was, it was Andy Reed. You know, he, he always, he always kept us in, in games. He always, um, you know, we were winners. We were winners most of the time that Andy Reed was here. He, you, you knew what to expect. You knew you were going to have, most likely going to have a winning season and and get to the playoffs and compete. I mean, four years in a row to the NFC championship game is no slouch. You know, we only won uh we only won one, but it's it's just getting just getting there and being being that competitive and being on the edge of of greatness uh is is something to say. How many teams can make it to the AFC or the NFC championship in a year? Two, and if your right. Eagles are one four times, it's kind of like people giving the Bills a hard time for losing four Super Bowls in a row. But think about that, right? And, and the Eagles making it that many times. I tell you what, the the Eagles team that rolled out against the the Patriots should have won that Super Bowl. It should have won. And to me, if they had won that Super Bowl, it would have cemented both Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb for Hall of Fame. No, I think Andy's going to make it. Now, I don't think Donovan is, but that would have gotten Donovan over the hump, in my opinion. Oh, hands down. Hands down, for sure. Um, you know, it, the, the Patriots were a machine uh, for years. We all know that. Um, but, Don, you know, Donovan didn't have his best game that, that day. He did throw for three touchdowns, but he also had three interceptions. Um and, you know, there's there's rumors that he was throwing up during the game and maybe he wasn't focused and, you know, he maybe he got rattled in, in the biggest moment. But they were they were right there. I mean, they, they lost by three points. Um, it is. It's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating as a fan to get that close. Uh, 
and and come up short. But you know, with that combo, and Andy and Donovan, they were they were two peas in a pod. They knew they knew how to bounce off of each other and um, find find ways to win. Um, it's just unfortunate they didn't they didn't win. You know, he he didn't. They didn't win together. It's just unfortunate that they didn't get over that hump because, for all the wins, and and the and the success that they had, uh, you know, it kind of look kind of gets lost in the shuffle because they couldn't get over the top. I'm a firm believer that if a team wins a Super Bowl, the next year you look at them as as a Super Bowl favorite. Um, I thought if the Bills had beaten the Giants in that first Super Bowl, they would have won the second one just because of momentum. And to me, if Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb won that Super Bowl, can you imagine the dominoes that would have fallen for the next few years? Andy would not have been gone. They wouldn't have fired him a few years later. He wouldn't have been in Kansas City. I think Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but Andy Reid's makes or Andy Reid makes it better. Would would Patrick Mahomes be the Patrick Mahomes we know now? You never know. The dominoes had fallen. Sure. Now, let me let me ask you this and we'll finish with this part. Can you sing Fly, Eagles Fly? Can I sing it? Bobby, do you know the words? Oh, yeah. You, I'm you just thinking, this, you this is football. Is this something they teach in, in grade school? <laughs> oh, well, please tell me a, that's the case. They they don't teach it in grade school, but, you know, you find that you, you, you hear from, you hear the song from your friends, or if you're at a game, I mean, Every time they score, if you're at an Eagles game, every single every single time they score a touchdown, you stand and you sing the song. So awesome! Oh, it's fantastic! It's it's that that you know you're you're in the the stadium with seventy thousand people, and you're all doing the same thing, and you know, in camaraderie with each other. It's just it's the best. It's the best. Like. You have to be there to, to see it and to, and to understand it and to, to feel that energy. It's like it's like nothing else. It's like nothing else. I can't even I can't even put it into words. You know, the, no, only I, I, the only thing ahead. I regret in my day is not actually being at the, at the Super Bowl. It's just you know it wasn't in my budget, but um, I went to the parade, so that that makes that makes up for it. Joe, thank you for coming on today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, with, with, and you're on Twitter, by the way. What is your Twitter handle if anybody wants to follow you? Sure. It's uh, Booch Adelphia. That's B O O C H A D E L P P H I A. And then my uh, at Joe Bucci SB52. We'll have that in the show notes if you want to follow Joe and and keep up with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and, and the whole sports scene, but the Eagles specifically. Appreciate it. Hey, do you want me to sing the song before I leave? Go ahead. Hey, let's do it. I will, move, right. I will move the microphone away. Go right ahead. All right. Are you ready? Let's fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. 
on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! <laughs> Thank you. You got it, buddy. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games. Spelled with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y. Realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a tenth, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y, classic.com. And don't forget to use the code SHN at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Hey, are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday, and Thursday, and Monday, and whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA, golf, cricket, esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guaranteed contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Or enter promo code SHN when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876 including t-shirts long sleeve shirts phone cases mugs blankets pillows towels and even shower curtains go to sportshistorynetwork.com row number one for access to the full row one catalog and for gallery prints and gift items plus get a 15 percent discount off all prints on the row one pictorum gallery with coupon code shn15 follow the link on the show notes Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.